all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. Shalom, everybody. Come on in. It is Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. I'm going to add our Instagram fam in just a moment, but I want to give you all an opportunity on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, our app, our website to get in, get connected, and the Harvest H Group. I want to give you an opportunity to get in and get connected and begin to share. When you share, people get saved. We are over 200 decisions so far for people giving the lives of the Lord this year. To God be the glory for that. That happens in part because of your sharing. So I need you to do that. Why don't you share? Seven o'clock on the dot. Let's add our Instagram fam. And so we are live now on several different platforms, including the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Shout out to you. Let's do roll call. Indiana, Atlanta, Aurora, Marietta. Good to see you. Come on in and let me know where you're watching from and share. As you let me know where you're watching from, make sure you click the share button. Also, if you're on YouTube or Facebook, make sure you click the button to subscribe to our pages. New Jersey, good to see you. Come on in. Aurora, Detroit, good to see you. Tampa, good to see you. Hey, listen, let me say this too. Um, one of the things that's super, super important um, for you as you're coming in, not only like the video, not only tell me where you're watching from, not only share, but what you can also do is you can tag people that you know that need to be a part of prayer. You can tag them so they can get in on it also. Centennial, good to see you. Aurora, Aurora, Denver, good to see you. LA, good to see you. Come on in, y'all. Downtown Denver, good to see you. Omaha, we are in here tonight. Alabama, come on in, everybody. We're going to do roll call for a few minutes while we're getting in. Columbus, Georgia, good to see you. Where you watching from? Jacksonville, Florida, Royal Colorado, Panama City, Florida. Good to see you. Come on in. Come on in. Again, San Diego. Good to see you, San Diego. As you are coming in, it's 701. We've been on for 60 seconds. I need you to click that button to share. On our Instagram pages, if you will use the little triangle, you can inbox it to people um, on the DM. You can also... Um, Text it out to other people to get them to be a part of it also. All right. Aurora, good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. Look at here. Testimony. I sold my seat last week and my job approved 12 weeks of paid leave of vacation. Come on. Starting with testimonies. Come on here, Natasha. Starting with testimonies. Y'all better put a praise out there for that. Decatur, Georgia. That's Atlanta Metro. Good to see you. Guys, listen, let me get to see everybody. Come on in. Again, as you're coming in on the different platforms, let me know where you're watching from. Listen, a couple of quick um, things I want to make sure you're aware of. Number one, make sure you get our app. Our app is the best way to stay connected to Harvest. All you have to do is text the word Harvest to the phone number 877-552-4746. Text that word Harvest to 877-552-4746. When you do that, 
You'll be able to stay connected to all things Harvest. Don't depend on social media to stay connected. The best thing to do is to get our app. It's totally free. In our app, you get our podcast. You get notifications when we go live our music uh, messages. There's a spiritual gifts test. There's so many great benefits that are in that app that can be a blessing to you. And you can even read through the Bible. This is what I'm most excited about. You can read through the Bible in an entire year. Come on here. This is good ground. You better tell that truth. Harvest and business performance are good ground. Um, uh, how many of you, you know that wave, if you have seen the fruit of your sowing, just wave or put a hallelujah or a praise or something on the screen if you can attest to that. Alabama, good to see you over here. Um, get that app, guys. Um, the app is totally free to you because of the faithful giving of the people of Harvest. All of our messages, our podcasts, all of that is made available to you totally free of charge because of the faithful giving of the people of Harvest. Look at all these hands, 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 hands. Hallelujah. Look at all this. Look at all of that. Um, you can see it. And so it's just amazing to see what's happening. All right. Speaking of praise reports, I want to encourage you. Make sure uh, if you've got a testimony of something that God has done in your life, how God has used a harvest to be a blessing to you. We want to hear about it. Hey, Australia, we want to hear about it. How do you let us know? You let us know in our app or our website. Click on change last. Shoot your praise report in just like that praise report you just saw came out the gate sharing the praise report. Grateful people always get more. Hey, New Orleans, grateful people always get more. So can I always encourage you, even if it's something small, learn how to celebrate the small, learn how to praise God for the small. Listen, last night, I got up um, because um, my foot uh, from that um, foot minor injury, whatever that was, um, a week or so ago, I got up yesterday after I got up from my after church slumber. I got up uh, yesterday and my foot was just feeling so good. I got up and I gave God a praise. I said, praise you that my foot is feeling better. You got to learn how to celebrate the small things. Matter of fact, let's just do a little testimony service tonight in the comments before we jump into prayer. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and scorched with praise. That means before you ask him for anything, God says, tell me what you're thankful for. Can I get you to drop a praise report? Whatever it is, there's not one too big. There's not one too small. Can I get you to drop one on the screen wherever you're at? Naperville, Illinois, downtown Denver. Good to see you. Y'all are still coming in. Denver, good to see you wherever you're from. But do me this favor. Drop a praise report in the chat. Uh, 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 drop a testimony in the chat, whatever platform you're on. Uh, and let's celebrate the Lord. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Father, we start to prayer tonight by entering your gates with thanksgiving. Hey, Virginia Beach and your courts with praise. Father, we release a celebration of what you have already done. And your word says, Father, you make it very clear. You said in all things that we are to give thanks, in all things, not for all things, but in all things, which means no matter what we find ourselves in the middle of, we are to be thankful. Enter your gates with thanksgiving. So tonight, God, before we ever pray for anything, we release thanks. We release gratitude, knowing that when we are thankful and we release gratitude, Father, that you, watch me, that you will cause greater to come to us. And for that, we say thankful. We say thank you. I'm seeing uh, testimonies. Let me shout them out. I'm grateful for harvest. I'm thankful that God continues to favor me. I was gifted with new furniture. I'm grateful for the iron, meaning the strength of the people I'm around. I'm grateful for a doctor's report I have that had a good report. Thank God I haven't experienced lack since Bishop prophesied it. Come on here, y'all. Thank God I have for the resources 
Um, I didn't have to move, uh, but God provided funds so I could hire movers. Waking us up mentally and physically to face another day. Thankful for healthy children. Thankful the Lord leading us. Come on. I'm grateful for my job that produces seed, but grateful for the favor I have there. He kept my family safe and healthy. Thankful for a new job coming in now. Come on here, y'all. <clears throat> Put it on the screen. Put it on the screen. Um, thank you that the blood cuts that filled my lungs did not kill me, nor did they harm me. Bless God for a new house. Come on, y'all. Thank God for my two-year-old granddaughter, Sot Steele, and let me braid her hair. Come on here. Thank you for a new job. I made it uh, to work, through work, and home from work. Come on, put a praise report on the screen. Put a testimony on the screen. God, we enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I made it through the quarter uh, of a weird year, losing family members in a month. But I am grateful. Come on. Grateful for health. Come on, Instagram. Thank you for expanding my business. Come on. Uh, uh, I signed the lease for a new office. Come on here. I've been a part of that process. Thank you, Bishop, for praying. Yes, grateful that my exam is normal. Thankful for my children working and starting to serve. Come on, y'all. Come on. We have something to be grateful for. Now, I know some of y'all might be watching. <clears throat> you might be saying, Bishop, I can't think of anything that I can be grateful for. Can I tell you? Then you're not thinking hard enough. Because the truth is, he woke you up this morning. He started you on your way. You have breath in your body. You have the activity of your limbs. You are in your right mind. You, if you can't find something to be grateful for, can I tell you? There's something wrong with you, not with God. If you can't find something to be grateful for, there's something off with you, not with God. Father, we thank, tell you that we are thankful tonight. Across every platform that we have gathered, God, we release our gratitude. We release our thankfulness to you in the name of Jesus. And you said, Father, that if we were grateful, Father, we see over and over and over again this principle of those that are grateful, they get more. Those that are grateful, they conquer. Those that are grateful, they see more productivity. Those that are grateful, they see more fruit. So we tell you that we are grateful. And we tell you, God, that we are thankful right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Now, tonight, God, as we begin this hour of prayer, we let you know, sir, our focus is on you. We're locked in. For the next 51 minutes, we are locked in, God, and we are focused on our communication with you. Father, prayer is not just a speaking prayer, it's when you respond. So we thank you tonight, God, for your responding to us, <clears throat> and we honor you for it. Father, we release every burden, every uh, heavy thing, every weight. We lay it and cast it aside, and we lay it at your feet. You said, cast your cares upon you because you care for us. And since you care for us tonight, God, we do not have to walk around burden. We do not have to walk around heavy. We do not have to walk around stress. We do not have to walk around trying to figure it out. We put the how in your hands. We put the how in your hands tonight in the name of Jesus. And we let you know, Lord, that we bless you. And we let you know, Lord, that we love you. And we let you know, Lord, that we are grateful. And we let you know, Lord, that you are almighty and you are powerful. We bless you tonight for the privilege we have to pray. It is not something that we have to do. Prayer is something that we get to do. And we tell you thank you. Tonight, God, 
We ask that you forgive us for our sins, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. Father, we ask that you forgive us for our transgression. Those are the things that we willfully deviated what we knew to be right. We ask that you forgive us, God, for our iniquity. Those are the things a generational sin passed down and around. Father, yesterday we celebrate the fact that you resurrected. And anything you are as our first fruit, so are we. You were the curse breaker. David and Rahab were in your bloodline, yet you were not, did not fall to the same sin they did. David uh, was in your bloodline, yet you did not advocate your responsibilities the way he did. You prove, God, that you are the curse breaker. And so, Father, because you are, so are we. You prove that you can resurrect and bounce back even after the worst thing they could do to a human being, which is exterminate one's life. You willingly gave your life as a sacrifice, and you gave your life, Father, showing that anything that you do, we can do. So tonight, God, we bless you that you showed us we can bounce back no matter what we face. We can bounce back no matter what obstacles or what difficulties we deal with. We thank you tonight that you are proof. You are our proof that we can bounce back. But we bless you tonight for the privilege that we have to boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy and favor in our time of need. Tonight when we pray, we do not have to approach you. As sinners saved by grace, no. Your word says in Romans that we are the righteousness of God, which means that because we've covered our sin and we've confessed our sin, that you don't see us as sinners. You see us as the righteousness of God. You see us, God, as in right standing with you, which means when we pray, we can ask for what we want. When we pray, we can be bold. When we pray, we can be authoritative. When we pray, we do not have to sit in a seat of doubt. We do not have to sit in a seat of fear, but we can sit in a seat of boldness. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, y'all. Let's come up for air for a moment. Drop an amen on whatever platform you are on. Listen, if you're just coming in, a tons of you just came in. If you're just coming in and you haven't yet, let me know where you're watching from. Let me know where you're watching from so I can shout you out. Number two, if you haven't yet shared, share. If you're on Instagram, one of the Instagram pages, <clears throat> use the little triangle and share that way. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, Twitch, our app, our website, all of that, make sure that you share it. When you share, people get saved. Over 200 decisions so far of people who have given their lives to the Lord, and that happens because you share. So this is why I push you to share, 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 share. Why? Because lives are changed and lives are impacted. Yesterday on Resurrection Sunday, in the building and online, tons of people gave their lives to the Lord. And that happens in part because of your sharing. Hey, Cleveland, Ohio, South Carolina, good to see you. ATL, good to see you. Good to see you. All right. So listen, guys, um, we're going to cover lots in prayer tonight. And, and I always pray about what to pray about. I want to encourage you. How many of you sometimes you struggle, listen very carefully to this, you struggle wondering, what am I supposed to pray about? Wave at me. Like, wave at me if you're like, I don't know what to pray, or I'm unsure what I should ask for. Hey, Ellerton, Florida. Hey, Colorado. I'm unsure on what I should ask for. Wave at me. If you've ever had moments in your life where you're like, God, I don't know what I need to pray for. I'm not sure what I need to pray for. Look at all these hands. They're like, I don't know what to pray for. Let me teach you. You pray about what you pray for. Prayer is, I've taught you different terms through through the weeks, is, is, is adjudication in the spirit. What does that mean? Adjudication means to try a case. That's what the Bible says in Isaiah. The scripture says, 
state your case before me that you might be justified. So when we pray, it is a it is a form of a legal, a spiritual legal um, uh, uh, scenario that's going on. And every time we pray, watch me, uh, we we go to God, who is our judge. Watch me. So in a legal case, you have a judge. He presides. Then you have your lawyer. That's why the Bible refers to the Lord as our advocate, as our counselor, which means, watch me, his responsibility is to defend us. And watch me, uh, if you go into before a judge on something, on a, a criminal matter, they'll say, how do you plead? Watch me, this is why we have this phraseology called we plead the blood. Why? Because every time that an accusation can be made against you by Satan, watch me, who the Bible says in Revelation 12, he is the accuser of the brethren. Accuser there means celestial prosecutor. He's the prosecuting attorney against you. So when we pray, watch, check the scene. We've got God who is on our side, who is on the throne. You ready? We have God who is on our side, who is our attorney. You have an accuser who is the enemy who is accusing you. He's throwing your failures in your face. He's throwing what you said in your face. That's why in, 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 in American law, they have this phraseology that says, whatever you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. That's a spiritual principle. That is a spiritual principle. Whatever you say can be used against you. So watch me. The, the, the whole case is stacked in our favor. Here's where you mess up. Where you mess up is when you start trying to defend yourself instead of letting your lawyer do the talking. So when we pray, watch me, before you pray, can I teach you a principle of prayer? Is you pray about what you need to pray about. Y'all not saying nothing to me tonight. You pray about what you need to pray about. Why? So when we pray, we are praying exactly what the Lord would have and direct for us to pray. You got to hear me. I've been praying for you. Uh, Angela, over here, I was praying for you. The Lord brought you before me just yesterday. Actually, I've been praying for you. Um, <clears throat> listen, so to, so I want to teach you this prayer, and I'm going to show you what I do before we go into prayer. I'm going to let you behind the veil, so to speak, to see what I do before we come into prayer, because I don't just show up and say, Lord, do something. I am strategic and I am specific because there, God is after results in your life. Father, tonight, we ask you what we are to pray about. We seek you about what we are to seek you about. This is why your disciples said, teach us how to pray just like John's disciples do. In other words, teach us what to say. Teach us how to do it. Teach us what needs to come out of our mouths so that prayer is not just some ritual or routine, but that prayer gives us results. Prayer gets us results. So tonight, God, our request, sir, is that you would tell us what we are to pray about. What items are we to hit? What scriptures are we to pray? What things in the realm of the spirit that are unseen do we need to bind up? What do we need to loose? What do we need to come against? What do we need to open up? What do we need to ask for forgiveness for? What do we need to pray, God, that changes in us? Prayer is not just designed to change circumstances. Prayer is not designed to change people. Prayer is designed to change us. Show us. What needs to change in us? So that as we're praying tonight, God, we don't spend the majority of our time talking about other people when we need to be talking about us. Show us what to pray. Tell us what to pray, Father, and then that's what we will pray. You don't just hear us, but you respond to us. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Drop an amen on the screen <clears throat> right there.
All right. Listen. Um, so yesterday, 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 yesterday was Resurrection Sunday. And I've taught you uh, this. And I just want to hit this real quick. The Bible isn't based off the, the Gregorian calendar, January through December. The Bible is based off of the Hebrew calendar. The Hebrew calendar has seven major feasts. Drop a seven in the chat. It has seven major feasts. Seven is the biblical number of completion. Here's what this means. And that word seven, or the number seven, is also synonymous with the word shalom. Seven shalom. Seven shalom. Seven shalom. Which means when we honor the feast, we see shalom. Here's what I want to cover in prayer. What I want to cover in prayer is that you don't just speak shalom, but that you see shalom. This is where we're going to start. You don't just speak it, but you see it. What is shalom? Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. You cannot even see that if you do not honor the feast, because the feasts are what welcome that. Father, tonight, we thank you, sir, that as we honor your biblical feast, seven of them, we would see shalom in our life. As we honor what's important to you, Father, then you will honor us. Your word says, when you spoke uh, via the prophet Samuel, it says that if we, you would honor those that honor you by honoring what's important to you and that you would dishonor those who dishonor you because they dishonor what's important to you. I pray that we would just not speak shalom, but that we would see shalom in every area of our lives, God, where nothing would be missing. Nothing would be lacking. Nothing would be broken. And all is well. That is our confession. That is our belief. And Father, we are doing what's necessary to see it. We are not just putting it in the atmosphere and not bringing alignment to our lives to see it. So Father, show us the areas where we need to change so that we see nothing missing. Show us the areas we need to change where we see nothing is lacking. Show us the areas we need to change where we see nothing is missing. Show us the areas we need to change so that nothing is broken and that all would be well. Father, we will not just be a people who speak it and never see it. We will not just be a people who blab it but never grab it. We will not just be a people who name it but never claim it. We are those that are doers of your word. And because we are doers of your word. This means, Father, that we would reap the benefits of your word. You said in Hebrews 10, 38, but we have a need for endurance so that after we have done the will of the Lord, we would receive the promise. Father, give us the endurance to keep doing it until we possess. Give us the endurance to keep doing what your word, to keep doing what's right until we possess it. What is endurance? It is our ability to remain steadfast. It's our ability to remain focused. It is the amount of pressure that we can deal with before we become negative, Sorry. want to retreat, or want to back up. It is the amount of uh, tenacity that we have that will keep us from backing up and backing down because of what feels like breakdown and what feels like delay. We declare tonight, God, that we have endurance. I need you to put that on the screen. We have endurance. That means we can last. Father, there are some enemies that we only have to outlast. There are some challenges that we only have to outlast. There are certain things that will simply go away and dissipate with time. And I pray, God, that we would not get weary in well-doing. But, Father, we would have endurance. And we thank you for that now. I don't want you to say amen to this. I want you to say, I have endurance. In that prayer like that, I have endurance. I have endurance. <clears throat> Come on, y'all. I have endurance. I have endurance. I have endurance. I, there are certain things you just simply have to outlast. 
There are certain things you just simply have to outlast. There are certain um, viruses you can get, all that cold, et cetera. Well, they'll say, you just have to let it run its course. It won't last always, but you have to endure it. And there are some of you on prayer tonight, what you're facing, it is not going to last always. You just have to endure it. You have to have the endurance to not throw it in the towel simply because it is not going the way that you want for it to go, the way you want for it to go, the way you think it should go. You have to have endurance. You have to have endurance. Come on here. You have to have endurance. There, You have to have endurance. You have to have endurance. All right. There's certain things you just simply have to outlast. All right. So here we go. <clears throat> Seven major feasts in the scripture. These feasts, the Bible refers to them as appointed times. These are times. Come on, Trina, say, I needed this. I got you. To God be the glory. These feasts are appointed times for heaven to interrupt your world, which means during the feast. And when did it begin? They began officially uh, when Passover happened. So this past week, this past Friday, we're in the season of that, but they officially began on Friday. They will go into June 5th. Look at me. You are in the season of the spring feast. The spring feast represent these four things. Sudden, fast forward movement. For these next three months, please hear me. You are in a season of sudden fast forward movement. You are in three months where heaven says, what we're going to do is going to be sudden. It's going to be fast. It's going to be forward. And it's going to be movement. It's going to be sudden. It's going to be fast. It's going to be forward. It's going to be movement. Father, we pray that we, as we are in this season of the fall feast, that we would see these four things, sudden, fast, forward movement, but not only see these four things, but we pray, God, that we would not resist these four things. Here it goes. We pray, God, that we would not resist these four things. Sudden means it might catch us off guard. I pray that we would not get tense because it's not going according to the plan we set. I pray that, Father, we would give up control. Father, we give up control and we yield to you. You said, God, that you order our steps, which means if you order our steps, we have to follow the orders. And we will not follow the order if we are so convinced that we have to make it happen the way we saw it. Maybe the way we saw it is too low. Maybe the way we saw it is too is inefficient. Maybe the way we saw it is not based on the way you see it. So, Father, we pray that we would not resist sudden, fast. This means it will be quick, which means we will not have time to get ready. We have to be ready. This is why there are things in our lives right now that you are allowing to be up in the air. You are allowing them to be up in the air on purpose. Why? So that we would be able to be like the Hebrews who, when they exited 430 years of Egyptian slavery, that they were able to exit quickly. <clears throat> they were able to exit quickly. They were able to pivot quickly. There are going to be quick pivots we have to make. And Father, we give control up. We, that we, there are quick pivots, quick changes, quick decisions we have to make and we give up control and we must be ready. We cannot get ready. 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 We must be ready. So, Father, we declare that we are ready in all of the spheres of our humanity. Come on, y'all. We're about to pray. We are ready physically. I declare, God, that our physical bodies would be ready. And whatever we need to do to make sure that they are ready from a health standpoint, from a nutrition standpoint, 
from a fitness standpoint, uh, from a <clears throat> checkup, an annual fitness stand, uh, uh, physical standpoint, we pray that our physical bodies are ready. Can I get you to type that on the screen? My body is ready. And this is why many of you need to be in that webinar, uh, that masterclass we're doing on Sunday, talking about fitness to get your body ready. For some of you watching me, what if your pivot requires you to be physically active? Not sitting at the house on Zoom, uh, but the only thing you're doing is getting this part of your body ready. I need you to be in that master class on Sunday. That's for you. How do you register for that? You can text Harvest uh, 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 or text Events. Well, just go to the app. Register now. Text Harvest to 877-552-4746. Let's cover this in prayer. Father, we pray that our soul is ready. <clears throat> our soul is our mind, our thoughts, our will, and our emotions. Father, we pray that our mind would be ready. Father, forgive us for praying for stuff that when we're at the precipice of it, that when we're at the door of it, we act scared. We act brand new. We start thinking, well, it ain't going to work. It's not going to happen. We declare that our mind is ready. We declare that our thoughts are ready. Align our thoughts with, Father, the sudden fast-forward movement you have ordained for us. Align our thoughts. We declare our mind is ready. We declare our thoughts are ready. We declare that our will is ready. God, we tell you the same thing Jesus said when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane means pressing and blessing at the same time. God, we tell you the same thing that he said. He said, not my will, but your will be done. Three times he had to go through this process, which means, God, uh, if you had to go through it three times, that means we're going to have to repeatedly go through the process of telling you yes. And we're going to have to repeatedly go through the process of telling you yes over and over and over again. So tonight on prayer, God, we say yes to your will. Come on, y'all. We say yes to your will. If Jesus had to say it three times, <clears throat> because for three times he said, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Three times he said, I don't want to go through with this. This is not my will, but he submitted and said, not my will, your will be done. If it took God three times, it's going to take us more than three. So, Father, we make that our prayer. Our prayer is you have our yes. Our prayer is you have our yes. Our will, we declare God, is in full alignment with your will. Here's our prayer. Come on, y'all. Let's pray in advance. Our prayer is that you make what your will is for us our desire. Our prayer, God, is that you make your will for us our desire. Come on, y'all pray with me Monday. Our prayer is that you make your will for us our desire. Don't allow us to desire something outside of your will. Don't allow us to uh, 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 seek after something that is not in alignment with your will. Father, don't allow the desires of our heart to be something different than that which is of your will. In Jesus' name, our mind, Father, is ready. Our thoughts are ready. Our will is ready. And God, we pray over our emotions. Come on, y'all. We cover our emotions tonight. God, I pray just like when you were in the Garden of Gethsemane and Jesus betrayed or Judas betrayed you with a kiss. You did not get emotional. You did not pick the wrong emotion at the wrong time. God, I come against us picking the wrong emotion at the wrong time. I come against us picking the wrong emotion at the wrong time. In fact, 
I pray, God, that we would have authority over our emotions. Our emotions were given to us to serve us, not for us to serve them. But Father, I pray that we would not make bad decisions because of emotions. I pray that we would not make bad turns because of emotions. I pray, Father, that we would not let the wrong people in because of emotions. I pray that we would not keep the wrong right people out because of emotions. I pray that we would not love who hate us because of emotions. And I pray that we would not hate who love us because of emotions. I cover our emotions tonight. And we pray, God, that our emotions are in alignment with your will. Come on, y'all. This is advanced prayer. This is where you give God the override button. We pray that our emotions are in alignment with your will. Things that we need not be bothered with, Father, cause us not to be bothered. Things that we need not get emotional over cause us not to get emotional over. Things that we need not be concerned about cause us not to be concerned about. Things that we simply need to say, I, that's not my battle, that's not my worry. Father, give us the grace to release. I need a few of y'all to put that on the screen. Release. We release the emotions that are not our battle. And Father, we say override. We give you complete authority to override God. Why do we have to give you authority? Because in this earth, you made us the ruler. In this earth, you made us the, uh, uh, the king. In this earth, you made us. You said, Genesis 1:26. let us make man in our image and let them have dominion. In this earth, you gave us dominion, which the reason we pray is so that we give you legal access to the realm you gave us dominion over. We give you legal access to the realm you gave us legal dominion over. So the reason we have to say you have authority, God, is because in the earth you gave us authority. So we say override our emotions. If we need to get fired up, fire us up. If we need to get mad, let us get mad. If we need whatever we need, Father, we say we give you permission to override our emotions in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody put an amen right there. <clears throat> My mind is ready. My spirit is ready. Excuse me. My mind, my thoughts, my will, my emotions. We covered your physical body. But I said something I just want to spend a little moment on real quick in prayer. Guys, if you haven't shared yet, I need you to share. When you share, people get saved. Let me share this with you. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to prayer, the Bible says in Genesis 126, God has given us dominion. That means absolute power over the earth. Everything that happens in the earth is under our dominion. I need you to pay close attention to this. Some people, you have been in error blaming God for things that have happened in your life because you said, God, I watch me. How many of you have ever heard this phrase, God is in control? Wave at me. Wave at me. Wave at me. How many of you, you not just heard it, you've said it. Wave at me. I'm about to help you with something. I'm about to set you free from something real quick <clears throat> in prayer tonight. In prayer tonight. Wave at me. I'm waiting in the hands. God, okay, I see. Guys, okay, look at me, guys. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. You've even heard this term. God is sovereign. He's sovereign, right? He's a sovereign ruler. He is sovereign, but a sovereign does not mean that you control everything that happens and that which you are sovereign over. The queen of the United Kingdom, which at one point, it's interesting when you study that, that United Kingdom had their grips and paws, they, those colonialists, they had their grips and paws like over the world. The United Kingdom at one point was a massive kingdom. And I, I forget the specific statistic. I think they control something like <clears throat> this is why you have countries even in Africa and places like Australia, et cetera, uh, Canada, et cetera, that are still part of the United Kingdom. 
This is why you have countries that speak English because um, their reach was very vast. But here's the point. Uh, that's a free history lesson. But here's the point. The queen, she don't know everything going on in her domain. Um, she's not responsible for everything in her domain. She's the sovereign. She's the sovereign. You can't vote her in. You can't vote her out. Now, they may have modified that with the constitutional monarchy, but she's the sovereign. Pay attention. The same is true for God with us. The same is true for God with us. Pay attention. Um, is that in Genesis 1.26, God says, I give you authority. Can I get you to tap on the screen? I have authority. So in the earth, why do we pray? Why do we pray? The reason we pray is because when it comes to this earth, God says, I've given authority to y'all. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose shall be loosed on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You have authority. Look at me. When people say God is in control, watch me. He's in control of what he's in control of, but he's given you authority. So the reason we pray is to give God legal access back to what he gave us authority over. Y'all not talking to me in these comments. The reason we pray and we say things like your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is because on this earth, he gave us authority. On this earth, he gave us dominion. So if something, if you don't like something happening in the earth, you've got to hear me. That's on you to make the change. It's quiet in these chats. It is quiet in these chats. It is on you to make the change. When is the Lord going to do something? Baby, he gave you an eye authority. You better read your Bible. This is why Jesus had to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why would you have to pray that if his will was already being done? His will doesn't get done on the earth that much. Why? Because there aren't a lot of people that are asking for his will to invade the earth. But we are. Come on, y'all. But we are. So when we pray, we are giving God legal authority into the realm that he gave us authority over. Y'all got to hear me tonight. We were giving him legal authority. This is why some of you are like, why won't God step in and do something? You didn't get, watch me, you didn't give him authority. It's quiet in these comments. You didn't give him authority. Well, God can do whatever he wants to do. He can. And you know what he wanted to do? He wanted to give you authority. That's what he wanted to do. He already told us what he wanted to do. You're right. He can do whatever he wants to do. And what he decided he wanted to do was to give you and I authority. That's what he decided he wanted to do. That's what, so some of y'all, watch me, you're like, God, why aren't you doing something about this person? Why aren't you doing something about this person? Why aren't you doing something about that? You've never prayed for that. You never asked me to deal with your enemies. You just hoped that I would. It's quiet in this prayer tonight. We're about to do that. You, you never asked, well, why won't God just heal me? He knows I need to be healed. You never asked him to do that. Come on here, old school. Won't you let him in? Come on. You never gave him authority to do that. Because in this earth realm, he decided what he wanted to do was give us authority. The sons and daughters of the Most High God. Now that you know your authority, watch me. Now this explains why prayer has to be such a priority for you. Prayer has to be such a priority for you because you're giving him authority and access to the earth because he gave it to us. You have to give him authority. You have to give him access. This is why prayer ain't no punk. This is why I encourage people not to miss prayer. This is why I ask you to share. Because for many people, you, but the Lord going to do whatever he wants to do. He's already done what he wanted to do. What he wanted to do was give you and I authority. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying tonight? Now that you know your authority, watch me. We're going to spend the last 23 minutes of prayer 
I need you to go in like you run what's happening down here. I need you to go in like you are asking God. It is kind of like um, right now, everybody's aware of the situation going on with Russia and Ukraine. And um, the Ukrainian president has asked the United States, and I'm at, don't get into a political discussion with me. I do not want to do that. Um, <clears throat> I just want to use the principle. The Ukrainian president, he has to ask, watch me, the other governments can't just say, look, we're going to give you this, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. He has to ask, look at me, please, y'all listen to me. He has to ask for aid because they cannot, because that's a sovereign territory. He has to ask for aid because other governments cannot just interject their will in Ukraine. Y'all got to hear me tonight. It's the same principle in your life. You keep saying, God, when are you going to do something? When are you going to ask me to invade? When are you going to ask me to do something? You ain't asked me for nothing. You haven't said anything. You're just sitting back hoping because I'm in control. Yes, I'm in control, God says, and I did what I wanted to do already. I gave you authority. Father, tonight, now, Father, I pray that you stir something in the spirit of everybody in prayer tonight that we would understand that we have authority. And because we have authority concerning everything in the earth realm, Father, we must invite you in because you will not uh, uh, take authority over something you've given us to. So we invite you in. That's what a scripture says. You have not because you ask not. Why do we not have? Because we never said anything. We were sitting back hoping and wishing that you knew and that you would do it because you're in control. Yes, you're in control. And you already decided what you wanted to do in Genesis 1:26, And you decided that you wanted to give us authority. So, Father, we invite you into the affairs of our lives. Come on, y'all. We invite you into our spirit. We invite you into our soul. We invite you into our bodies. We invite you into our finances. We invite you into our businesses. We give you access. We give you access. We give you access. And this is why when we pray, we have to be as bold as a lion. We cannot pray as a punk praise that's just hoping and wishing something good happens. No, we pray with a authority tonight. We pray with power tonight, believing that we would see you blow our mind. So tonight, God, we've come against anything that's been coming against us. Y'all, we're about to go in now. We come against the things that have come against us. In Jesus' name, Father, we come against every enemy that has set itself up against us. An enemy is anything that opposes our forward progress. And tonight, God, we ask that you would deal with our enemies. We pray that you would handle our enemies, God. Our prayer comes from Deuteronomy, God, which says this. Deuteronomy 32 and 35. It says that vengeance is yours. That means, God, that you said that you would handle any enemy. You would handle anything that has tried to come against us. You said that vengeance is yours. And you would repay. Father, we ask for you to be the avenger that you are. Y'all better pray with me tonight. We ask for you to be the avenger that you are. And we pray, God, that you would deal with anything that has opposed our forward progress. God, we even pray not just for external enemies, Father, that you would deal with and get vengeance. But God, we pray about the enemy that is sometimes our enemy. And we pray, God, that you would not allow us 
to be our own stumbling block. Father, that you would not allow us to be our own hindrance, to be our own blockage, to get in our own way. Father, it is not enough to deal with the enemies around us when there is an enemy sometimes that comes up and rises up from within us to oppose our own forward progress. No. We say, Lord, have your vengeance against those enemies external and concerning the enemy that might be the enemy. We pray, God, that you would silence the enemy that might rise up as an enemy. We pray that you would silence doubt. We pray that you would silence fear. We pray that you would silence a telephobia that rises up in us. It is the feeling of not being good enough. In Jesus' name, Deuteronomy 32, 35, you said vengeance is yours and recompense. Recompense, God, is when you pay us back. Vengeance is when you get our enemy for what they've done. But recompense is when you pay us back. Father, we don't even know the depths of recompense that we are due and that we are owed because we don't know the depth of the damage that enemies have done through gossip, through lying, through false things. Father, we don't even know it, but you do. And because you do, Father, we pray and we put a demand on recompense. I need you to type that word on the screen, recompense. What is recompense? It is to recompensate. It means pay me back for everything that an enemy wasted, that an enemy took, whether it's time, whether it's money, whether it's friendships, whether it's relationships, whether it's business, whether it's members, whatever it is. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray, God, for vengeance and recompense, and we pray that it would happen according to your word in Deuteronomy 32 and 35 that says it will happen speedily. It will happen speedily. It will happen speedily. It will happen speedily. It will happen quickly. And for that, we say thank you tonight, God. We are in the season of the spring feast, sudden fast-forward movement. Sudden, fast forward movement. And during this time, God, we pray even vengeance and recompense would be sudden, fast forward movement in Jesus' name. Therefore, Father, with authority, we call in settlements. We call in unexpected checks. We call in that the earth would yield everything that belongs to us. For everything that the enemy stole, Father, <clears throat> uh, through whatever methodology that they stole, we call it a sevenfold return. I need you to put a seven on the screen. I need you to put a seven on the screen. I need you to put a seven on the screen. Where do we get that from? In Proverbs 631, the Bible says that if an enemy is found out, he must repay sevenfold. So, Father, we call in a sevenfold return on every dollar loss on every minute loss, on every emotion that was wasted, and on anything, God, that was expended because of an enemy. I feel like going up. We call in a sevenfold return. How quickly? Sudden, fast forward movement. In the name of Jesus, Father, we tell you, sir, that we are ready spiritually. We are in the season of the uh, spring feast, sudden fast forward movement. We've covered our bodies. We've covered our soul, which our mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. And tonight, God, we even cover our spirit. We declare that we are spiritually prepared. What does this mean, God? That we are not prideful, that we are not arrogant, that we are not full of self-serving intention. Father, forgive us for anything in us that was full of self-serving, self-serving 
intention. Father, we exist for your glory, not our own. We exist for your purpose, not our own. We exist for you to be glorified, not ourselves. So, Father, forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive. There's several of you on here tonight. Watch me. The spirit of conviction is hitting you right where you're at. What is that? Well, as I'm praying this, the Holy Ghost is convicting you right now because your motives have been off. Your intentions have been off. Your intentions have been wrong. It has been about you, 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 you. And it is not about getting God getting the glory. It has not been about God getting the glory. It has not been about God getting the glory. If I'm talking to you right now and that spirit of conviction just hit you, I just need you to make the devil out to be a lie and do that hand with the emoji. Why? When, you, when you're honest about that right there, when you're real about that, that God's going to heal. When you're real, you can heal. When you're real, you can heal. When you are real, you can heal. When you are real, you can heal. Father, we declare that our spirits are prepared, that we have endurance, that we have tenacity. I see several hands. That we have focus, that we have the desire for you to be pleased. You are not a genie in a bottle. You are God. A genie serves us, but you are God. We serve you. We are not here for our own agenda. We are not here for our own agenda. We are here for your agenda. So therefore, once again, Father, on prayer tonight, we give you another yes. We give you another yes. Father, if Jesus had to give you three in the Garden of Gethsemane, we give you another yes. We're going to give you at least three before we get off in these next 13 minutes. We give you another yes tonight in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, sir, and we bless you that we are prepared for sudden fast forward movement in Jesus' name. Can I get you to drop a yes, Lord, on the screen right there? That's your third yes tonight. That's your third yes tonight. That's your third yes tonight. <clears throat> that is your third yes tonight. That's your third yes tonight. Listen, what is that language you're praying? It's called unknown tongues. It's a prayer language. It is when God in you speaks directly to God himself that sits in the third heaven. It is when God bypasses your mind to speak directly to himself. It's like old school. For those of you that remember Nextel phones, who remembers a Nextel phone? The next cell phones, they had something called Direct Connect. And the Direct Connect, um, it was like a two-way. And you would hit it, beep, beep, and then it would it would directly connect to somebody else. It was like a walkie-talkie. Tongues are like Direct Connect. And watch me. It skips your mind, and it directly connects with God. And for those of you who want that gift, it's a gift, the Bible says. Um, for those of you that want that gift, I want to encourage you to get the teachings. Of, uh, it's on our app and our website. Um, about the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, and get that gift. And you literally, that little church, come on, you already know, Leon, that little church, all right? Um, yeah, come on here, Reverend Leon over here. Yes, sir. You already know about that church. Uh, I got two, I got two of y'all on there, two things, all right? Um, you know about the church. All right, listen, everybody, hear me clearly. Um, the last few minutes of prayer, the last few minutes of prayer, the Lord told me to deal with something. And last night, um, I was as I was just reflecting <clears throat> on the day, uh, lots of people gave their lives to the Lord. Great Resurrection Sunday on campus and online. While I was reflecting, um, the Lord said, son, he said, he said, um, I have an issue. I said, Lord, what's your issue? He says, my issue is that y'all get so excited about the cross. He said, but 
I did most of my work, watch me, I did most of my work after the cross. Woo, this is a whole word too. I think I may have to change my May series to this. All right, um, we'll see. He did most of his work after the cross. After the cross. After the cross. Can I get a few of you to type that on every platform? After the cross. Boom, you got it. After the cross. We are excited about the cross, and we should be. On the cross, which is the Passover, the, that, that feast, when they crucify Jesus as our lamb. He's the final sacrifice. He's paid the price for all of our sin. Look at me. If sin, please look at me, especially if you grew up old school Pentecostal church. Please look at me right now. If the only thing Christianity was about, if you don't listen to me right now, I'm going to come through this phone and get you. You ready? If the only thing Christianity was about was about sin and not sinning no more, and if, if that's all it was about, watch me, then watch me, then after you get saved, you can die. I'm going to say it again. If all Christianity was about was about sin, it's, you got to hear me, especially if you grew up old school church, because everything was sin, 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 sin. Come on, sin, sin. Stop sinning. Stop smoking. Stop joking. Stop sexing. Stop sinning. And all that's true. And watch me. Christians aren't sinless, but we should sin less. But if all it was about was sin, then once you get saved, you can die because the whole mission has been accomplished. The, listen to me very carefully. Most Christians get stuck at the cross. And because you get stuck at the cross, you never, ever get beyond the cross. You never, ever enter the kingdom. Y'all not going to say nothing to me tonight. I want to read you something really short. And we're going to cover it in prayer. We're going to cover it in prayer because for some of y'all, um, your, your walk with Jesus, it, it, depending on how you grow up, it's been so sin focused. Sin, 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 sin. Stop. Whatever, Jesus has dealt with the sin issue. The sin issue is dealt with. Now, if you choose to keep sinning and doing crazy stuff, you're going to deal with the results. You're going to deal with the results. You want to keep out there laying down with Lottie Dottie and everybody? You're going to be the one that's got four, five child support text to write. I'm just saying. All right. I'm not judging anybody. What I'm saying is, is, is sin has its consequences that are set out. But as far as God is concerned, if I look at me, he has paid the price. I need you to put that on the screen. He has paid the price. Father, we thank you that as far as you are concerned, the price has been paid. The price has been paid in Jesus' name. The, look at me. The price has been paid. It's paid for. He has paid the price. Listen to me very carefully. So then what happens after the cross? Because if I'm no longer in my sin struggle, where that's my whole issue every day is sin, 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 sin. If that is not, please listen to me. Then what else is there? And this is the issues many people have with Christianity is because everything is sin, 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 sin. What else is there? There is the kingdom. I want you to listen very carefully to this, very carefully to this <clears throat> so that you can hear me. Um, I want to read this to you. This is in John chapter 20. Let me pull it up in the NLT. I'm starting to like the NLT. I'm liking different versions of the Bible I never used to get into before. John chapter 20. We're going to cover this in prayer because, listen to me, these next 40 days are going to be on fire for you. And this is going to be a good fire. These next 40 days. Can I just get you to put a 40 on the screen? 40, not a 40 ounce. You 40 days. 
Can I get you to put a 40 on the screen? These next 40 days are about to be on fire for you. And I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show you why. In John chapter 20, verse number one, early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran, found Peter and the other disciple, the one who Jesus loved. Talk about John. John's writing this book and he talks about himself in the third person. She said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb. We don't know where they put him. So they started to search for him. Now, let's get down to uh, verse uh, verse um, um, where do I want to go? Let's get down to verse number um, 29. This is Jesus speaking to Thomas. <clears throat> Thomas doubted him. And when Thomas doubted him, look what he says. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you've seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Listen to the next two verses, particularly the next verse. The disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book. But these are written so that you continue to believe in Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, that by believing in him, you will have life in his everlasting in his name. Let me read it to you in the New King James. Verse 30. Um, uh, and truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe. Let me read it to you in the NIV. You're going to catch it in a minute. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. All right. Everybody still with me? Everybody still with me? Everybody still with me? I need you to listen. He did more. He did more. You got to hear me. He did more in the 40 days after his resurrection than 33 and a half years. Let me prove it to you again. Go to John chapter 21. If you go to John chapter 21 um, and verse number 25, it says Jesus did many other things as well. When did he do these things? During those 40 days. Watch me. If every one of them were written down, I suppose the world would have enough books to record what he did. Y'all are not listening to me tonight. The greatest things he did were after the cross, not the cross. Ooh, come on, y'all. What we're going to cover in prayer is that now that we're past Calvary, now that we're past the cross, that you would begin to see what he did in Scripture, where he did more after that. And how do you, Mr., where are you getting 40 days from? You get that from Acts chapter number one. And Acts chapter number one, <clears throat> it says this. Uh, da, 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 Acts chapter one, verse uh, number three. It says, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. So for 40 days, he does more in 40 days than he does in three and a half years of ministry and 33 and a half years of life. Listen to me. I prophesy there's 50 of you on here, at least right now, where you're going to get more accomplished in your whole life between now and Pentecost than you ever accomplished in your entire life. If you think you might be one of the 50, put a praise on the screen right now. Put a praise on the screen right now. First Samuel 3.19, and the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. There's at least 50 of you on prayer tonight. Well, you got to hear me. You're going to get more done between now and the day of Pentecost than you have the entire 
previous, all the previous years of your whole life. Oh my God. You, we've been prophesying and singing. He's going to blow your mind. You're about to literally see it. I'm giving you scripture to back this up to. This ain't just something I felt in the spirit. No, no, no. I ain't got time for that. Give me some Bible to back up what you feel. Give me some Bible to back up what you say. All right. Look at this. Um, he appeared to them over a period of 40 days. Now, <clears throat> then after that, for 10 days, they journeyed to the upper room. And 50 days uh, after that time, you have what's called the day of Pentecost. It's on June 5th. That's why I told you between now and June 5th. You were in the season of the spring feast. How many of you just learned something right there? Wave at me. This is why prayer is so powerful. And we got to hurry up and go. Dang it, we got to go. We got to go. How many of you just learned something right there? How many of you just learned something right there? Right? He did more, John says, in those days than he did the entire rest of his ministry. Watch me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And John says, it ain't none, and we don't have enough books to write it. There are no books to record. This is what the Bible says. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. Where does this concept come from? This concept comes from the fact that Jesus did more after the cross. He did more after the cross than he did on the cross. He did more after the cross than he did on the cross. you got to hear me. Father, whew, thank you, sir, for your sacrifice on Calvary. Thank you, sir for dying and dealing with the sin issue once and for all. And now, God, we say that we will walk in your kingdom. If the whole goal of salvation was to deal with sin, once we were saved, we could die. That's not the whole goal. The whole goal of salvation is for us to be able to enter in to the kingdom. What is that? That is who you said we'd be, what you said we'd have, it is becoming what you've ordained for us to be. It is us using our lives to transform the world around us. It is us bringing heaven down to earth, not trying to die to go to heaven. I pray, God, that just as you did in the Bible, do for us. Oh, I'm going to get up. Do it for us. If you did it for those 11 disciples that you uh, that were close to you, those 11 that were leaders, those 11 that Acts chapter 1 calls the bishops, the bishopric. If you did it for them, Father, do the same thing for us. We pray that you would do so much between now and June 5th. So many miracles, so many blessings, so many breakthroughs. Come on, y'all. So many open doors. So many unexpected deals, so many unexpected building projects, so many unexpected checks, so many unexpected family members getting saved. So come on, put it on the screen, 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 whatever it is, put it on the screen. If you did it for them, God, we're asking you, sir, to please do it for us. Let it be so much that we can keep up with the praise reports. Let it be so much there not be enough books to record all of what you have done. And for this, we say thank you in advance, in advance, in advance, in advance, in advance, in advance. Come on. I see new clients. Come on. Family members say deliver from drugs. Projects finished. New clients. Come on. Put it on screen. Favor. Unexpected deals and contracts. Starting complete harvest you. Come on. Uh-oh. Y'all putting them in so look, you put them in so fast. I can't keep up. Single moms taken care of. Blessed to be a blessing. 
Come on. <clears throat> funds to produce the business. Come on. Come on. Come on for your family, new clients. Y'all, we got to go. It's 801. We got to go. We got to go. Um, listen, during this time, and I want to I want to remind everybody during this time, the scripture says that we are to sow sacrificially. We are to sow sacrificially. Um, going into Leviticus chapter three and verse number eight, you should bring an offering by fire. I want to encourage some of you, if you have not gotten your, your spring feast seed, your sacrifice in the ground, get it in the ground. We're going to receive it through the 24th. And technically, Technically, it can be some up, up until June 5th, but on June 5th, the Bible calls for a specific offering that is given on the day of Pentecost that you can find in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 15 and 16. So that's why we receive it in advance of that. Father, whatever it is that we are to sow sacrificially, for some it's 500, for some it's 5,000, for some it's 10,000, for some it's 25,000, for some it is 2,700, for some, I hear this number for somebody, it is 3333. There's somebody on here right now in prayer where literally that's what you kept seeing was 3333, $3,333. You're like, God, it can't be that. That doesn't make sense. He's confirming that for you. Who is that? Would you wave at me? Who is that? Whoever that is, that the Lord just brought that to you. Um, I want to encourage you to do that. Father, make it clear what we are to sow as a sacrifice in Jesus' name. Listen, guys, it's 803. We got to go. And don't forget, um, if you are in Atlanta, I need you to get registered to be a part of our um, Friday Night Fire. It's going to be our second interest service. It's April 29th, 7 o'clock Mountain. I need for you to register for that. You'll text HCATL to 877-552-4746. I need you to make sure that you get registered for it. It's totally free to register. We just want to know you're coming so we can serve you well. All right. In addition to that, in addition to that, in addition to that, <clears throat> I see you. I see you. In addition to that, we um, if you're on prayer tonight and you're not a Christian, this is your opportunity to give your life to the Lord for the first time. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, you're not being consistent or faithful. You can come back to the Lord. Third, like Bishop, I don't know where things stand, but I want to be sure if either one of those three is you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure on the count of three. Do that hand with emoji says me one, two, three. Respond right now. Respond right now. You become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. I need you to respond right now, wherever you're at. Wherever you are at, do that hand wave emoji. Say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. I need you to put it on the screen right now. Right now, I'm gonna count you down, guys. While those, <clears throat> while people are, wow, look at that. Boop. That's that's more than one. I got you over here, raw. I got you over here. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I got you over here. I got you. Come on, y'all. While people are responding to the invitation, I got you, span over here. I got you. I got you. While people are responding to this invitation, I want to encourage everybody to sow something in prayer tonight at one of two levels. You can sow a $25 seed. You can sow a $50 seed. If you want to do more than that, you can do more than that. I want to push everybody tonight to sow into prayer tonight. Revelation came forward. Um, confirmation came forward. Answers came forward. I want to encourage everybody to sow at one of those two levels. If you want to sow more than that, sow more than that. At a $25 or $50 level, 50 is the number of celebration and jubilee. Make this your celebration, all right? How do you sow? You can use the cash app, dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. You can use um, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that is available for you. The email for that is hello at harvestchurch.church if you want to give through those ways. If you're already connected to Harvest, you can use um, 
you can use um what do you have um you can use text to give or give on our website but everybody so something so if it's about i have 25 so something in the prayer you cannot just receive 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 and never release release something and i challenge you at one of those levels to so i'm going to push every leader every business owner Every person, um, you're in a seat of authority. You sow at that higher level. When you're the leader, you always have to do higher. Somebody says, I can't do it tomorrow. Do, do, get something in the ground. Uh, get something in the ground. All right. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Say, thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to run this race. I'm saved, not just from sin but so that I can manifest your kingdom in the earth. There's a purpose for my life that's greater than me. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're now sure, I want you um, to text the word decision. <clears throat> What's, ooh, this is so good. What's the name of the seed? I want you to call this, um, this is so good. I want you to name this seed your after the cross seed. I know that's a little long, but I need to do that. Name your seed your after the cross seed. Because that's that's that thing. Guys, I encourage you to go back and watch prayer again. And look at the scriptures that I gave you. Um, he did more in 40 days after the cross than he did on the cross. That's so deep to me. You read about all the great miracles. The Bible says he did, he did more than that. And, and watch me. And, and there's not enough books to record. There's not enough books to record what he did in 40 days. But there's enough books to record what he did in three and a half years. For many of you, watch me. You are not late. You are not behind schedule. You're going to make up for lost time. And you're going to do it between now and June 5th, which is the day of Pentecost. You believe that word? I believe that word. It's 807. We got to go over here on Instagram. You can also use the badges to so too if you want to do that. Guys, tomorrow night. We're going to do a preview. Um, I'm going to do a message preview. Um, I'm considering um, making a change to the message previews, but uh, we're going to do a message preview tomorrow night at 9 o'clock Mountain. 9 o'clock. Come on. Already sold my seat. Come on here. Um, um, we're going to do preview tomorrow night at 9 o'clock Mountain, 11 o'clock Eastern. Wednesday's message is going to take an interesting turn in our series. Wednesday's message is called Waterless Places. Um, it's going to be really, really, really interesting. We're going to take a turn of a sequel. I'm going to give you a preview of that thing tomorrow night. All right. My testimony is amazing. I love it. Praise God. All right. Love you guys. Shalom, everybody. Have an amazing night. Pray for me. We got, got, I got you covered in prayer. That's what we do. All right. And you'll notice every week prayer is different. Sometimes we'll get the prayer request in. Sometimes we'll pray for the unsaved. Every week prayer is different because I pray about what we're to pray about. Um, and when you pray about what to pray about, things won't become a ritual. There'll be things that are routine, but it's not going to become just a ritual. It's going to be something that brings results. All right. That's your seed name. My after the cross seed. All right. Waterless places. That's the name of Wednesday's message. And I, I, for those of you who just want a little hint, Jesus talked about waterless places. He said, when an unclean spirit leaves, it goes and it travels across waterless places. And then it comes back with seven stronger than it was before. I'm going to explain for some of you all. Well, I'll, I'll give you a preview tomorrow. All right. Love you. Got to go. Shalom. Shalom, y'all. Love you. Make sure you share this. Put this in your story when we end. Love you guys over here on Instagram, too. Make sure you put this in your story. Share this. Put this in your story when we end. All right. Love you.
And then guys over here, make sure that you share this, put this on your page, share. When you share, people get saved. All right. I love you guys. Shalom. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's